If you like weird history, true crime, haunted and paranormal, then pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town wherever you listen to podcasts. We also have a video component to our favorite Ghost Town episodes at youtube.com slash Jason Horton. Episodes like The Los Feliz Murder House, The Toxic Lady, The Black Dahlia, Janis Joplin's Hotel Room, The Haunted Roosevelt Hotel, and more. Just go to youtube.com slash Jason Horton. That's youtube.com slash J-A-S-O-N-H-O-R-T-O-N. And while you're there, please subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. Thank you. the friends without benefits podcast my name is jason horton and i'm here with a a fashion vi- visionary um fashionista i don't know any of the words but i'm here with natalia fedner um hey how's it going i'm the person zoolander is based on oh really yes wow they kind of retro actively did that yeah uh, yeah do you know, I, I was just, this is a complete and total side note and has nothing to do with you. I was an extra in Zoolander. We really? And I got cut out. I was holding a gurney with uh, Mila Jovovich <gasps> in one of those photos. And I don't know if I think it was cut out, but I be, remember being in a hotel room with her. I guess it wasn't extra. Was it the orgy scene? Um, no, you remember when she was kind of dressed as a nurse and, and then she, there was all these photos. They were looking back in the archives. Yeah, because she had been responsible for the death of many famous male models. Yes. Yeah, so this is I, very serious, Jason. I was like one of the other guys holding the gurney. I remember being in a hotel room with her and she was kind of like getting her hair done or something, but I didn't know it was her. She was smoking and this is like, you know, it was a while ago and I was just uh-huh. like, you think you're so cool, whoever you are. And then she <laughs> turned around and I'm, I'm literally sitting in the bed like this and she's sitting there and it was, it was Mila Jovovich. So that's my, my Zoolander story. I'm really jealous of you right now. I guess back to you. Um, but I, I, the world knows you as, as one, as a super star. But we're going to get to that. But first, let's talk about how I know you, which is the most important thing. Always. YouTube, comedy, that world, right? Yes. You did a video that um, continues to be successful in my YouTube channel, uh, (laughs) Russian Girlfriend, which you can find at YouTube.com slash Jason Horton, where we have uh, a language barrier. And, well, you'll have to see it uh, to find it. Yeah, it's very sexy. Yeah. Um, But you you don't say that in the video. No. But it's But it's inferred. It's very sexy. But you, people know you from being on the TV, Project Runway. Yeah, I, yeah. Was, on, I was on Project Runway under the gun. Under I the think. gun. I think that's why, what the Midwesterners know me from. It, oh, okay. So you're big out there? I don't, I, I'm just, I'm known for so many things, Jason. Oh, really? It's hard to keep track. No, I don't know. I, I, I don't know why people know me. There's a lot of different reasons. I think that for the, the people who are watch TV and stuff. They probably know me more from that than my comedy days. Well, I, you know, I, you know, I was just having a conversation with somebody and I'm sure you can relate is uh-huh. that people watch you just say they watch you on that show. And it's essentially a reality show. It's a reality show. It's a reality show. Let's be real. It's a reality it's show. It's a reality show. And you know, they're kind of seeing this kind it's a reality show to them, but you know, it's, they're seeing only really one aspect of you or a few aspects uh-huh. of you. So they think they know you so well because they watch you every single week. Um, and you know, obviously you know, shows are edited and, you know, things happen and, and it's, it's you know, but it needs to be entertaining and, and compelling. But you know absolutely nothing about these people. So if you run into somebody and they're talking to you as if, like, I know everything about you, you follow <laughs> your social media and you're like, I know nothing about you. That's an interesting and kind of cool, scary thing. 
I mean, it was a little strange when people would start coming up to me, but everyone was so kind. Like everyone was like, I loved you. You were great. You were my favorite. I don't know if I was really their favorite. I don't even know if they knew my name, but they could physically recognize me. And I got hugged all the time. So that was nice. Wow. People, you got free hugs? I got free hugs. Uh, I pay for those. But I pay for quality hugs. <laughs> I think my hugs are quality and I give them away for free. I just got one from you. I know. I still feel it. It's still, it's it's, still it's resonating. Lingering. It's yeah. lingering. Yes. <laughs> um, if, if anything's lingering on you, it's probably gross me. Yucky, gross. No, you smell good today. I do? Yeah. Oh, all right. I went to a a, uh, a movie premiere last night. And uh, oh, at one point, and I, here's the thing is I never have body odor. I don't think honestly, I just have been very good with that. But last night I was filming kind of all day. And, 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 and then I went to this uh, premiere for this, for this movie. But um, uh, I was like, I smell I like, Oh my God, I think I have BO. Ooh. I know. What did uh, your, what did your BO smell like? Um, money, Ooh. diamonds, stuff like that. But it was B.O. diamonds. But um, Mike Tyson and Snoop Dogg were there. So that was cool. And there was, Mike Tyson was at one side. Uh, like I was just standing in the middle of both of them. It was this martial arts movie that Mike Tyson is in. It was really good. Called did It Man 3. Yeah, it's good. diamond B.O. like attract them? I mean, how did that work out? No, I don't think they knew I existed. So pretty much a lot of the same. Got um, it. But I made sure to to double up today just to, to <laughs> I, compensate I can tell. it. It's... So, okay. So, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I knew you, you know, from comedy mm -hmm. and, and then all of a sudden you're on a TV show Yep. and I'm sure you have to keep that like hush for a while. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And does it drive you crazy to like have to keep it quiet? I didn't have to keep it quiet for that long because I was there for so much of the shooting that I literally got back from the shoot and I got really sick and it was Christmas, uh, which I don't celebrate, but you know, it was Christmas and, uh, I'm just, it doesn't celebrate you either. Don't it, worry about I it. I know. It's okay. I'm sad. I one day hope to celebrate it. Well, in in in, in, the in only in the commercial sense. I really like giving and getting gifts a lot. Um, but uh, I got back, and then I think the first air date was like I can't remember anymore. But I feel like the first air date was like two weeks later. So there wasn't a lot of in between time. I pretty much just disappeared for two months, and then I where was the filming? It was actually filmed in Los Angeles. I originally thought it was going to be filmed in New York. Cause that's where so much of it is. Filmed. You were bummed when it was, I was so I imagine you got so bummed. I was so bummed because I, I lived in New York for so long and I missed it so much. So when I found out I got cast, I was super excited. Cause I'm like, I'm going back to the New York city. And then I was like, look no. at me world. I'm going to throw a hat up in the air. <laughs> exactly. In the you know, we're going to do it or something like that. No, that's um, Vernon and Shirley. That's what yeah, they, that's in Milwaukee. I <laughs> totally, totally. They worked at a brewery. It makes sense. And, it makes but sense in Russia, to me. in Russia, you only got that show probably like in 1998. I, Maria, are you waving at me? Is something going wrong? Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you were waving like, don't talk about Laverne and Shirley. That's off limits. I know. I totally broke some sort of music rights right now. Yeah. Right? With no. the off tune singing. No, there's no censorship here. Yeah, I, uh, so yeah, I was a little disappointed it yeah. wasn't shot in New York and, and the glory of Los Angeles is downtown instead. But so. did you, like, was there, a, was it a rigorous kind of? It was uh, an insanely yeah. rigorous schedule. It was, um, you know, I kept thinking, oh, I went to Parsons. This whole show is based on the curriculum I endured as a Parsons, student. for anyone who doesn't know, is a community college in <laughs> Kissimmee, Florida. Oh yeah, totally the best community <laughs> college in Florida. Yeah. But yeah, the, uh, the curriculum there is really intense and I was going there when Tim Gunn was actually the dean of the fashion department. So I thought, I felt like I didn't need to watch the show to be prepared. Like, I'm like, whatever. Like I went to the school and the show is actually like Parsons on crack. It is just a super speed version. Crack is what people do in Florida. Yes. Just let you know. Yes. It's Florida based thing. 
<laughs> Kiss Me Florida. Yeah, Kiss Me Florida. Um, and it was just such a high speed version of of that experience, and without, um, I guess, a lot of the resources. Something you don't think about when you're going into a reality TV show situation. And I imagine there are probably some differences between all of them. Is you are isolated. You don't get to see or talk to your family or friends. You have no access to the internet. So if there are major events that happen in the world while you're shooting, you really have no clue. Um, you can't use uh, your phone or your computer to look up images that you would usually use in designing maybe for inspiration or take photographs of your work as you're working so you have references to look back on. And it's all done in eight hours, not 24, not once a week, like it's shown. The whole show is shot every single day for two months. So it's not like when you're watching the television and you're watching Project Runway and you're going, oh, well, at least they get that week break. No, no, literally it's from judging to design to judging to design with no time in between and about three hours of sleep a night, I'd say three to four hours of sleep. How, well, how did you get along with everyone there? Um, no, but it's a reality show. They don't want you to get along with everyone. I, I think that I tried my best to see the good in everyone because we were in a very stressful situation. Um, but it was impossible to get along with everyone. So, you know, I mean, reality TV has been on for, for a while. It's, uh -huh. you know, we've all seen it. We all kind of know how it works, even though there's a, you know, a lot of different kinds. How was, I mean, you've watched, you've seen reality TV before you went on the show. Um, so, uh, what was the, like, what was the things you were like, oh, this is not what I expected? I think a lot of it wasn't what I expected because I actually hadn't really watched much reality TV. Don't I you had, lie to me. I'm sorry. Don't I actually, I hadn't watched Project Runway until I found out I was cast and then I started binging it, which made me actually really. But you've watched other shows. You've seen. I watched a lot of Top Chef. Right. I love my cooking shows. Yeah. So I'd seen those and uh, it seemed really stressful. So I, <laughs> I assumed it would be stressful. Um, but what I, what I thought was different was, well, what happened that I didn't expect was while you're working on stuff. And I mean, obviously there's certain things I can't talk about. You know, there are contracts that I signed my life away, but the things I can talk about was I didn't expect us to be pulled away while we're working on things. Like I didn't realize you'd be working on a project. You only have eight hours and then you get pulled out for half an hour to be interviewed about. So what do you think about this other designer? So what do you think about oh, what's like going on here? Confessional type, the confessional thing. type stuff. So that was a little bit surprising. Um, there's no compensation. Some people get shocked when I say that, but you literally don't get paid unless you win a challenge. So, so it's kind of like Hunger Games. Right. Uh, <laughs> but but so like, uh, so you're not earning any money for no, being No, I literally lost money because uh, you have to take two months out of your life that you're not going to be earning money with whatever way you usually are with your job or whatever. Do they be. provide like, are you living somewhere? Or you, you have accommodations. Okay. Uh, you do have accommodations. There's quite a few of you in a single room. Okay. And then you... Uh, do they give you, they give you food? They give you food. They were, they were really good about giving us food. I still lost a ton of weight. And I, I think we were all joking that it was like the Tim Gunn diet. It was, it was kind of funny because we all lost weight. Some people were really happy about it. Others like me were like, I kind of need my weight. Um, but it was just, you were so excited about what you were working on. You were so excited to do the very best job you could do. And if you had to choose between eating and working on your designs, even if they forced you into like a mandatory three minute break, you were going to take the most minimum version of it so that you could go back to designing. So it was, it was hard to like, you know, keep the weight on. Did it kind of just fly by? Cause two months I'm sitting here thinking like, wow, two months seems like a long time to like take a break from everything that you're doing. It was, it, I mean, it wasn't a full two months, but it was, you know, maybe like a month and a half yeah. or something like that. If I had to be more exact, I mean, it did fly by because it was nonstop. It was a breakneck pace and it was stressful and there was so much going on. And it was really weird after just a few weeks when you looked around the room and it was like only a few people left. So that was, it was, it was that moment they show on reality TV shows. They go, wow, there's look, look around. There's no one here anymore. I mean, you have that moment. And the reason why it's so odd is because it isn't se seven or eight weeks or however long it takes for the show to air. It's literally in the course of like 
three to four weeks where you're really pared down. Did you, so obviously like while you're filming this couldn't happen, but did you see, you know, like you watch reality shows and people like will tweet at or about this, the, the person that's on there. It's like, mm-hmm. I can't believe this, she sucks or he sucks. Did you ever see any of that after the fact? Any kind of back and forth message boards? <laughs> I did. I, you know, I, there was so much going on. This was a little bit ago. This was like, you know, it aired over a year ago, my, my season. And, um, at the time, there was so much going on in my life that I think I wasn't the most dedicated to social media at that moment. But there was definitely, definitely Twitter wars to be had. I tried, I was very probably PC in my Twitter approach. I just kind of kept the peace. I didn't respond to any negativity. When people would say nice things, I would retweet them or thank them. I was, I was, <laughs> I was like, what do you call it? Like a pageant candidate when it came to Twitter. I just didn't want to start any, anything. Um, and now what is, what was the outcome of the, the, sh- the show? Oh, okay. Well, this is where it gets really kind of strange and weird and people... Good. That's what we want. Um, Give us the juicy stuff. The juicy stuff. Well, um, I I did not leave Project Runway under the gun in a conventional manner, I oh. would say. Um, I was It was a team challenge. And let me put it this way, and I think I can talk about this. When you see team challenges on reality TV shows, they are, it isn't coincidental who you get paired with. I mean, anybody who's intelligent will probably realize that they pair you with the people that you, they think that you'll either be the most amazing with or the person you're going to have the most antagonism with. Um, so unfortunately mine was the latter and I didn't know it cause I liked the person. So I didn't realize they had any problems with me. Do you think um, they were, do you think they were kind of fed that kind of stuff? Yeah. Too? Yeah. I mean, on some level, yes, there's definitely accidental manipulation. I don't think anybody goes, Oh, you should go hate that person. But I think the questions that you're asked are pointed by the producers and those sort of questions lead you to act a certain way, especially, you know, a lot of the people on the project runway are younger and they haven't had as much life experience. And so they don't know, they don't necessarily realize when they're being manipulated as easily. So, um, so I was in a situation where I had a lot going against me and at the end of the day, it just kind of, we were the bottom team and they asked us which one of us should stay. And my partner, was very passionate about why she should stay and she started crying and I looked at her and I could see that it just meant the world yeah. to her. And I just felt at that moment that I I didn't feel like this was it for me. Yeah. And I just looked at the judges and I said, you know what? She should stay. Yeah. And it was a really honest response. And I just felt like I had more to give and that I wasn't necessarily going to be able to show what I wanted to as a designer in this format. And so I guess uh, I chose to leave and the judges agreed with me. Were you a little bit relieved to be done? You know, I hate admitting this because I know that hardcore Project Runway fans who are like, you know, huge fans of mine and they've been so great. And if I can take a moment to say thank you guys for all your messages. They're all listening. They love this I love podcast. you guys. I love all of, I read every single message. I responded to every single message. It really meant the world. Um, but it was a relief to leave at that time. Um because I was very overwhelmed by the whole process. I did not realize just how much of it would be drama. I really came there as a designer and not as anything more. And I just didn't feel like I had much left that I could show at that moment in that format. And I also honestly felt like, you know, this girl, this partner of mine would do anything to get this. And I, and I, and at that moment, I no longer felt the same about myself. Uh, Do you still talk to any of those people? Um, I do. I talk to a couple of them. I don't talk to most of them, but um, I talk to the winner of the show, uh, Oscar. He's in Florida. He's awesome. He's in Kissing Me? (laughs) He's in Kissing Me. Totally. That's where we're going to school together. It all all ties together. Yeah, yeah. He's in Miami and he's a great guy. And, you know, we talk sometimes about the line and, um, but it's funny. I don't know how to explain reality TV to people. I think you either, 
love it or you leave it. And I think I might have been more in the leave it category. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like watching it's one thing, but being in it is got to be something totally different. Because I like, do you ever get any privacy? Not really. I mean, I guess when you're using the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. I think it's it's there are definitely different types of reality shows and different casts. And I, I learned a lot about myself. So I don't want to make it sound like I had this like negative experience because I learned so much about what matters to me as a person, which is my family and my art and things that I'd done a really good job of ignoring for most of my life. So it was an amazing wake up call when you have every single, I guess, security and uh, I guess safety warder taken away from you that you can actually realize how much those things matter to you. So I'm very grateful for the experience. Hug somebody some, you know what I mean? If you're there, <laughs> you listen to this podcast, hug, hug somebody. Yeah, that's what we're trying to, yeah, that's, what we're trying, that's a message. Hug we're them, gonna, hug, hug your mom. Yeah. I mean, she made you. Yeah, hug her. She made you on your birthday. Yeah. It's not your birthday. You know what? She went to the hospital or wherever and she produced you. We're not all, we're not all from Russia. We, we went to hospitals. Okay. I know you were in <laughs> some kind of, I don't know. No, I'm, I'm and, just, and that's the other thing about, oh, that's the thing that's so interesting about editing. Um, you know, they do select each person to be a certain archetype during the show. And I have a really intense immigrant story that absolutely did not air because there was another person my season who was also an immigrant. Where's, where's he or she from? Well, Oscar is from Cuba. Oh, okay. So, um, so the fact that I was from Ukraine, speak Russian, moved here when I was six, was a refugee, never even made it to air. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, in the 80s, uh, <laughs> we did not like, if you've seen Rocky Four, that yeah. was pretty much a sentiment. Um, <laughs> well, Cuba. I, mean, I know, right? Come it's, on. They're also communists. So you can't even like go with that, Jason. I'm not going to let you get away with that. Oscar probably had like darker, like olive skin though, right? He was sexier. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. like, I could, I don't know what he looks like, but I'm just guessing. <laughs> but he, the thing is like, oh, with all this, you know, all said and done, it seems like you've done okay, at least in my opinion, <laughs> um, because I see your stuff on like big time celebs, like your clothes are on big time celebs. Is I that think, true? I, yes. Yeah. Th and thank you for noticing. Yeah. Um, I think it's called I being a stalker. I love it. I need more stalkers. They're like the, your best fans. They're yeah. extra, extra dedicated fans. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I don't give out my home address. Um, I do. I give out your home address, <laughs> but you got to go to the, you got to go and subscribe Friends without benefits, leave us a comment and, and he like He doesn't this. know where I live guys. He doesn't know. Sure. I don't. Okay. You live near that Seven Eleven. That's possibly true. It was, it's isn't actually, it? I mean, that's like, that's the best though. Cause it is true. Yeah. But I feel like like nine out of 10 times you're right. Yeah. Right? Uh, so, so, you're, so yeah. So I think you're right, Jason. I mean, I, I, I feel like maybe when I left the show, I was like, you know, at the time I just started my line when I did Project Runway, I had literally just finished the first samples, hadn't even had a chance to show it to the industry yet when they um, picked me as a cast member. And so when I left the show, feeling a little bit like sad about how it all went for me, but at the same time feeling really happy about, I guess this is going to sound so cheesy and I'm sorry, but like refinding my values and I'm doing air quotes. As Apology unaccepted. But go on. <laughs> so I, I left with this like new sense of purpose and this new dedication to my art. Like I guess maybe because I had this background that, as you know me, as an actress and as an entertainer, as a host, as a comedian, I suddenly realized like that was fun, but I was so excited about my art and I no longer had this like desire to be on camera or to be a personality or any of those things. And the moment I was able to sort of shed that coat, it freed me up so much to focus on my art and focus on my business that I got the celebrities, that I, I got the stores, that I, I mean... I look back on 2015 and it blows my mind and I'm so grateful for it. So it's one of those stories where maybe people don't know my name. Maybe they only know me from Project Runway. But if they look up my current work, I think that they'll see 
that as a designer, I have a lot more to offer than what the show made obvious. Well, how would you describe your line? Because I've seen like I've seen the pictures and stuff like that. And it seems like it has somewhat of a theme, but I don't know anything. You know what I mean? Like I just wear jeans, so I don't know. It's just jeans, Jason. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah, wow. I gotta, I Jason gotta... jeans. Oh, really? Not interested. <laughs> yeah. But, I, you know, I've seen your show with like uh, Lenny Kravitz. Yes. I mean, can we talk about that for a moment? Yeah. He, I have touched his abdominals. Yeah. All the women listening to, and men listening yeah. to this, just let that sink in for a moment. My hand has been on Lenny Kravitz's abs. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I. I'm, is he a cool dude? He's such a cool dude. He is. He's such a cool dude. His and he's like the first time I quote unquote again air quotes met Lenny was through FaceTime, and it. And I have to tell you this much because I have to drop this name. Church Boutique, which is right here in Los Angeles, um, is the reason I got connected with Lenny Kravitz. Rodney Burns is his stylist and also one of the co-owners of Church Boutique. And I had been making stuff for Lenny for his tour. And and that relationship came to be when um, Rodney had the amazing vision to see the dress I did for Jennifer Lopez and go, that would be an amazing tank top for a guy. And I know the perfect guy for it. So I have a lot of credit that I have to give to Rodney. And so I'd been making things for his tour. And then all of a sudden, I find out that Lenny's doing the Super Bowl. And um, I'm like, I find this out from Rodney. And I'm not supposed to say anything. This is like December when it's like super hush-hush. Nobody knows. So I don't say anything. And I'm like, oh my God, are they going to ask me? Are they going to ask me? And then they ask me to work on a top right And you were like, no. <laughs> and at this point, I had been making a bunch of stuff for Lenny based on his measurements. And I'd FaceTime What are his him. measurements? Oh my God, so sexy. They're like the sexiest measurements yeah. ever. Just he just like, gets hotter. I don't get it. He I don't get it hotter, either. Like- he's, he's a perfect Adonis. He's just got this like tiny waist and this amazing rib cage. It's just. I have the opposite. <laughs> I have this, I have this crappy rib cage and terrible waist. Well, what are you going to do? It's okay. I, I'm sure that I can connect you with Lenny and you guys can work out a workout plan together right. or something like that. Done. But yeah, so when the Super Bowl came around, um, you know, when you work with celebrities, you never know if they're going to wear your item. You don't publicize it until they actually do. And so I knew this was a big deal. I had a bit of anxiety going into it because I had had fittings with him, multiple fittings. I touched his abs multiple times. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, the Super Bowl was not in Los Angeles. Anything could happen. He could change his mind. It could have been too scandalous, blah, blah, blah. A lot of things can go to make um, a celebrity pick something else, especially when you're dealing with a huge national broadcast like the Super Bowl. And so I didn't tell any of my friends, not even my parents. And I, I had been invited to like four Super Bowl parties. And I, I, I just said no to all of them. I, I could not handle the idea of watching it. And I, I went to Trader Joe's because I wanted to be somewhere in public, not by myself. And then my phone started blowing up. Okay, so then you knew. <laughs> and then I knew. Because everyone's saying, no, he wasn't wearing your stuff, right? That was yeah, everyone's like, he didn't wear it. No, yeah. no, it was, it was because my stuff is so unusual and it's made out of metal. So my fans and my friends. And it's my like chainmail It is. It? It's like chainmail. So it's identifiable, it, yeah. which is great because when people saw him wearing it, they were like, oh my God, he's wearing it. He's wearing your piece. I'm like, <gasps> gigantic sigh of relief. I like he's wearing your piece. <laughs> I like that. That's my favorite. So how would like, okay, first, how do you describe, like when you like, oh, what's your uh-huh. style? What do you describe it as? Like chain mail? Oh man. Retro? Currently, boutique? I would say because it's important for a company to have a brand image. And currently my brand image and my design line is very much knitwear. It's a lot of sweaters and sweater dresses and tank tops. You made some for Jess Lozano. I Didn't did. Yeah. I made something for YouTuber Jess Lazama, who's yeah. a sweetheart and yeah. one of my friends. We talked about that on my. Uh, did you? I, I believe so. Or do she, we talked about it? She's amazing. I love her so much. She's mm-hmm. just such a good person. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, we did. We made a custom dress for her. 
um, out of silk chiffon. So we make our own yarn out of fabric. It's very, I'm not going to go into the nitty gritty because I'm sure a lot of your audience isn't fashion designers. But pretty much we make our own yarns. And I came up with a new technique using metal that I could weave the metal in such a way where it would stretch in four directions. And it's actually patent pending because I have lawyer friends who yelled at me and said, hey, you made something new. Maybe you should consider getting a patent. It's only pending. So it's only pending. Got to, I got time to... <laughs> It's only Undercutter. pending. Yeah, exactly. Go for it. Uh, good luck. <laughs> so how does this, okay, so you do all this cool, like how, like how does him wearing that, because here's the thing, does it drive uh-huh. you crazy knowing that like it doesn't have like your name on it? It doesn't say like Fedner. Do you know what I mean? Because everyone, they're wearing your stuff, but it's like they don't know it's you. Oh, well, it has my tag in it. So he yeah. knows it's me because, you know, I touched his abs. But um, how does it help you, I guess, in a oh, career wise? You know, it all depends. I think it helps me get into more stores. So if you're listening to this and you are an aspiring designer or a startup designer, if you can get a celebrity, the you probably know by now that it'll help you get street cred. So when you get celebrities, like the reason I think I originally got into Church Boutique was I was able to say, hey, tomorrow Jennifer Lopez's music video booty drops. I have amazing clothing. I'd love to show you guys. And I don't think if I had... If I hadn't had that to that kind of intro, I don't know if they would have taken me as seriously because it's such a high end. I think it goes for anyone, any kind of business thing, whether yeah. it's you know you have like a anything that you you need almost like an endorsement without like an actual endorsement in a way, right? Like they're right. wearing your stuff, or you know they're using your thing, or they're going to your gym, or whatever the case may be. Yeah, agreed. And, and also for an actor, for instance, mm. such as yourself, of course, if you're in a movie, even if it's an indie, but there's a, your co-star is super famous. That's great. That's yeah. that's a great oh, yeah. intro for a casting director or anything like that. So it works the same in fashion. And um, so that's how it helps. More so with branching out the business. I have a lot of amazing photographs now of both uh, celebrities and models wearing my clothing. Um, and, you know, I've had a lot of amazing editorials. And I'm sure you'll appreciate the cover of Maxim, where she's pretty much naked except for one of my metal sarongs. I never, heard it, never heard of it. Yeah, it's a small magazine. Never heard of it. I'm, it's okay. I'll show you the cover later. Um, maybe I'll make you a copy. But uh, things like that all help. Does you. it have stuff about women's minds in it? Because uh, otherwise, no, I'm not interested. Uh, no, sorry. Okay, not interested then. Okay, go on. That's okay. I have I have a L'Officiel from Ukraine. Yes, please let me get, get ten okay. of those. Awesome. <laughs> well, so so that helps. It, it gets a ball rolling, so to speak. Um, I actually people always ask me, oh my god, who's your PR company? Who's your marketing company? And when I tell them I don't have PR, they're shocked. They're like, well, how did you get these celebrities? How did you get these stores? How did you get these editorials? Um, you know, I just stopped focusing on quote unquote becoming famous or becoming a personality and really started focusing on making the most artistic product that I'm truly proud of, whether nobody sees it ever. And somehow there is some magic to that formula. But it also, I think you knowing like from the, you know, the YouTube comedy days, mm-hmm. how people kind of network and kind of do things. There's a little, like, I mean, did you feel like that was helpful at all? When I you think were... having social skills is helpful. Yeah. I think maybe, I don't know if that's what you're getting at. I think, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it's funny. I probably have a larger network with the comedians and actors still than I do within the fashion industry because um, I just kind of work with a stylist and there, it's just been a slow kind of snowball effect with the stylist getting to know more and more of them. But I'm not one of those people who goes to a lot of fashion events or, you know, parties. It's just not really my scene most of the time. So I'm not as social in that scene as I was when I was acting, when I was like everything. I think in acting, everything depends on your networking. And in in fashion, it is very important. But if you have a really good and interesting and unusual product, it's also a great um, intro. You know, 
my product's not for everyone, Jason. You know, I'll explain it a little bit more to your audience. It's pretty scandalous. It's pretty see-through. So although it's knitwear, it's, it's very body conscious. I'm wearing one of my sweaters right now. It's pretty tight and there's holes in it. I um, concur to all those things. <laughs> and uh, so it's not for every customer. And that's okay. Because if you made everybody happy, you're probably making something really boring. And if you're an artistic fashion designer, you don't want to make boring things. So yes, networking is important. But having an amazing product is equally important. I'm the opposite. I like to have a total crap product, but like, uh, you know, and, and it, a lot of networking and a lot of name dropping. Um, so what's next? Like what now? What like you just like what else is there to do? It seems like you've done the things people want, dream to do. I, you know, what's funny is I just got into another store um, called Rose Arc and it's a jewelry store, actually. And it's my first jewelry store, um, which means they like have I thought my stuff was expensive, but their price point goes up to like $30,000. You know, you could buy, you know, a, a house in the Midwest or a ring. So it's yeah. like, you know, it's like the prices are really exponential. And I started realizing, well, there's this other market now in working in real metals, like not just copper, but actual like real silver and real gold and hopefully branching out into that world, into like more the jewelry world. Um, and while I, when I found out that that store had accepted my line, one of the first things Kathy, who's the owner mentioned, she said, Natalia, she's like, we got to show this stuff to Madonna and Rihanna. And I literally had like a moment, I would say, where I, I was like, you don't understand. I promised my team that if we get a piece of Madonna, I'm quitting and I'm going to move to Hawaii. Yeah. I so mean, that's like, like, so it's kind of like I made that ultimatum. So my future might be living in a hut in Hawaii yeah. if it works out. Well, I mean, Madonna, I know you're listening. Rihanna, I know you're probably <laughs> not listening, even though you say you are, but wear her, wear her stuff. Well, uh, that's like really exciting and successful. Um, and I'm just thinking about the lack of that I have, but why don't you let us know where we can find you and <laughs> stuff like that. Jason, you're doing awesome. Where can we find you? Um, well, you can make you more, make you more famous and popular. Thank you. I just want, I just want people to like my art. I'm just, I feel so cheesy saying that. I don't want to be popular. I just want people to appreciate That's the what art. people say that want to be popular. That's what they say. <laughs> I don't want to be popular. I just want you to like this, but we really want to be popular and like your thoughts. I feel like I had my 15 seconds of fame on Project Runway yeah. and it was interesting and exciting, but you know, I, I'm so happy right now doing my art that it doesn't, the two cannot compare. So if you want to see my art, please visit my website, nataliafedner.com. Uh, it's like the guitar company Fender, but you switch the D and the N. Yeah. So nataliafedner.com. And there's also a list of stores on that site that can that you can shop at. Uh, we're mostly in Los Angeles. We have one store in Houston called Katya's. Um, my plan for this year is to expand as much as possible. So hopefully you'll be seeing me in more cities. This year is all about business. And I'm going I'm to I'm be a real business lady here, Jason. Expand my brand, focus on that. And um, hopefully I'll get more amazing celebrities, but... That was more of my focus for 2015. 2016 is getting down and dirty and making the money. Well, speak, not, not speaking of making <laughs> the money, uh, make sure to subscribe and to Friends Without Benefits. Leave is this a, a comment. Free, is this a free podcast? It's a free podcast. Yeah. So why are well, everybody why? should be listening to this? Yeah, I don't know why they're not. Listen and, to uh, this. I want to thank sideshownetwork.tv. I think I got that right. Uh, if you want to message me on, on Facebook uh, about other guests, maybe I should have it's facebook.com slash the Jason Horton. And um, what's your Instagram? It's Natalia Fedner. Yeah, go check out her Instagram. There's a lot, There's of, a lot of cool pictures. And then you get one you get one a week picture of uh, Natalia. <laughs> but you also get a lot of half-naked models. So yeah. all you guys who are listening to this are like, really a fashion podcast, Jason. Just 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 check it out and decide yeah. for yourself if you want to you know, follow me. All right, thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye, Jason.